How do you build your life back up when you're stuck in a rut? After the impossible happens, where do you go after hitting ground zero? I'm Mike Draper, and on this podcast, we're talking about what's next, and we're bridging the gap between where you are and where you want to be. While you may not know why you're in it right now, my guests in these conversations will help you get unstuck and into possibility. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to What's Next with me, Mike Draper. We have someone here that you guys might know on the old internet as the corporate mama, but I have the pleasure of introducing Miss Sarah here. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. I'm I'm actually really excited because we just spoke for a few minutes before this, how when I first started on Instagram and TikTok, I came across your page and some other kind of corporate humor people. And so I've been watching you from it's like a year and a half or so, like off and on. And, yeah. uh, and the first, I like to just dive right into stuff, right? Is, you know, small talk is great, but it's not great. So <laughs> you made a shift right, I did. in your, in your content creation. So for those of you who don't know who she is, um, she makes, uh, so it's called the corporate mama on Instagram and TikTok, And so it's a lot of corporate humor. Uh, mom stuff because obviously mama and she's a kid out of two boys and uh, a majority of the content when I first started following you was like corporate humor jokes pain points frustrations relatable stuff and then you made a shift yes what was that shift I shifted from really talking about that corporate sticky humor which performed really well on apps and got a lot of engagement from people to incorporating more of just what I was actually experiencing in my job in a management position and kind of the toils and celebrations that come with that because I realized I was getting exhausted by trying to come up with skits and content and things that felt like I was just harping on work when really there was a lot I wanted to celebrate too and I felt like I couldn't do that because I had to keep coming up with these like terrible workplace environments that people are dealing with. So there's still some of that in my content that I show today, but it's really more from the angle of what it's like being a woman in the workplace and a mom working because I have a lot of young women who follow me who up until now have, you know, shared with me, I didn't know I could do that or it seems overwhelming. So thank you for showing what it's really like. And that's been really rewarding, but it's definitely a change for sure for someone who maybe came in expecting to get corporate jokes to then the next day be like, down with the man. Here's what's happening to women today. No, but I, I love that. So people came for the corporate jokes and the ones that have stayed uh, came and stayed for you, which is like, I feel like such a great feeling if I was in your shoes. Totally. There was a post that was put out that we, I just saw like last couple of days ago. I don't know if it was, I can't remember, it might have been you who posted it. I can't remember who posted <laughs> it. There's, there's so much content in my head like that we're consuming. Anyways, uh, it was about the, this exact topic of basically not pandering to the algorithm, not doing things just to get likes and views, chasing the views, um, but really just coming, it was, oh, I remember who it was now. They're, they're like, F the algorithm, just post what you want. And all the comments, uh, there was tons of comments, right, of these large creators, tons of verified, huge accounts, and they're all just like, yes, like, F the algorithm, talk about what you wanna talk about. You know, there's more <laughs> to us than just like one niche mm -hmm. um and you see that and you want to live it but it's so hard sometimes because 
I've struggled with the exact same thing of like, well, this is what's working to grow the account. But then it's like, well, what's the, what am I doing here? Why am I, why do I care about growing the account? Yes. What am I trying to accomplish here? Is it, is it just to have a, a big account? What does that do for you? You should, you know, whatever. So like for you, when you first started, what was motivating? What was driving you forward? Yeah. So I joined TikTok in March of 2020, maybe end of February, 2020. So right before COVID, I know like right, right at the, at that kind of crux. And I honestly downloaded it at the time to prove someone on my team at work wrong and tell them that that was absolutely not a place that anyone our age should be. And we definitely shouldn't be creating content if we're trying to reach people like us. So like jokes on me later. But at the time I was really just looking for a creative outlet. I had at the time a three-year-old and a 10 month old, and I was feeling super burnt out at work. I unknowingly was experiencing some postpartum depression and didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to about it. So I was like, you know what? I am so stressed about work right now. I'm going to just make fun of it online and see what happens. And it, it really kept me going just to realize like, wow, so many people are experiencing this. And then when COVID hit, it's like everyone is in the same boat as me. We're all working from home. We're all dealing with this mess. So it was a nice sense of community at the beginning. All good points. It all makes so, so much sense. I didn't get on the app until the following year, like January, February of 21. Um, but yeah, so that sense of I'm not alone. So yeah. I see it in your comments and I see it in, you know, in comments of videos that are super relatable to large audiences where they're like, it's not just me or like, wow, the for you page is really coming after me today. Yeah. My, my favorite is when people say like, oh, wow. So I've never had a single unique experience. I've only seen that a few times on mine, but yeah, that's wow. Is everyone living the same lives? Like, yeah. <laughs> don't you just at me next time. And like uh, those ones, I love that. Cause it's like, mm, I struck a chord. It, it, I remember the first time kind of having that feeling and I'm, there's, there's a few like moments of like, of like my content creation, like journey, but one of them that's relating to this is, all right, screw it. I'm just going to talk about and say exactly how I felt about this scenario. It was like on, oh, it was the uh, why at the time it was like a year ago, why I didn't want to date. And it was talking about how like, I'm scared to pick the wrong person. I don't want to put Ellie, my daughter through like a, a bad scenario. And like, I was just scared. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll just be like straight up honest. Like, this is how I actually feel. And that one actually performed really well. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> is it this easy? Like, <laughs> just say my feelings out loud. Um, so, so I love that. And so then you back to you. So you you found some things that resonated. You were frustrated and burnt out at work. You had kiddos. The postpartum depression thing is super real. And so you're kind of in the middle of it and you then COVID happens, which is just adding spice to the, the mix there. And yeah. you are now creating more and more on there. You're still working full time. Yep. All that stuff. And then when did you start getting traction? What was, what did you notice? So I had, I feel like what was steady growth that year. So December, 2020, my TikTok reached a hundred thousand followers. And at the time I really hadn't told any of my friends. I hadn't told anyone at work. It was kind of this secret thing. I wasn't sharing it on Instagram. It was just, please 
no one find this. Um, and a post that I did got coverage in a Yahoo News article. And my boss at the time sent a link out to our entire team, didn't say anything to me first, and just said, apparently Sarah's famous. And I was like, well, we're all, we're all in it now. So I decided like that week, I was like, shoot, I'm not in trouble for it. So I'm going to put it on Instagram and see if I can make something out of this. And then over the course, gosh, that was that was almost two years ago now, which is crazy. It's um, grown just somewhat consistently since then. And a lot of it had to do with that corporate satire. And it's been probably probably six months now of me ma- making a really concentrated, dedicated effort not to pander to that and to focus on what I really wanted to do because I was starting to get overwhelmed. I had a ton of brand deals coming in. I was making good money um, on par with what I was making in my corporate job and was feeling empty by it. And like, it was more of a chore and a task to do. And it was taking away time from my family and I didn't feel fulfilled by it. And I realized something had to give and I, I wanted to still be on the platform because I get so much out of it, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't just keep making like the shtick every day. It wasn't going to be for me. It wasn't sustainable long-term. I feel that so wholeheartedly with like, I'm doing I'm so glad I've opened up <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to, I have like my dating pillar. I have, I've somehow crept thankfully into the millennial pillar <laughs> and like on Instagram, I can, I so I'll do like music mashups of like m- nostalgic millennial songs. Oh, I cracked up at yours the other day. I think it was like the warning sounds of things that millennials are reacting to. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. So it's like a, it's like a. I'm so glad I've been able to open up to that pillar. Mm-hmm. It's more of me, right? And so your shift that you've talked about and that I've seen and I've, I've kind of watched over the last six months or so is you still have like corporate jokes in there because corporate is the right. life, right? Totally, 100%. And I love that. And uh, that you're able to talk about all parts of your life whenever it just makes sense to, like, or a creative idea comes in or you hear a sound yeah. and you're like, oh, that kind of makes a joke with mom or with corporate or with yes. ADHD or your ADHD stuff is what get, gets me a lot. <laughs> that- yeah. And it's kind of fun to have it so diversified now because the corporate piece I can now almost use as like a clap back to people because I get comments a lot of times about spending my husband's money or how I'm spending my time and how I choose to do. And that's when I can lean into like, actually I'm a director for a global brand and I make three times as much as my husband. Plus I do this on the side. So you were saying, and then it's like, don't come at me for that. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I I just saw you posted, I feel like there's two videos in the past, like two weeks or so, uh, or at least they came across my page in the past two weeks. I don't know when they were posted. Good old algorithm doing its thing, uh, like with your husband in it, that exact topic. And he comes in, claps your hands or whatever. Yeah, he's been a good sport lately. It's I think he's really enjoying getting to tell that story, too, because, I mean, at the end of the day, he's my biggest supporter in all of this. And sometimes people will ask, like, well, doesn't that bother him that, you know, you're doing all of this and focused on here and trying to make all this money? And I'm like, why would he be mad at making more money? Like, that means he has to do less. So like, it feels like a win for both of us. And we're, you to your point, things? it's a team. Yeah, I'm like, are you crazy? It's so great, you can open up to all these different things and not pander, I love that. And so I wanna go back to when you were, when you were still growing, part of this podcast, you know, it's called What's Next. I'd point to my right. side, but I'm not at home. It's actually right <laughs> here on the ground, but I don't wanna hang it up. <laughs> um, is the mindset people take when they're in ruts, when mm-hmm. they're in high points, 
what were they thinking then? How did they get through it? Did they have a support system? Did they not? And you know, and where they're at now. So you were on the app. Mm-hmm. You have a ten-month-old and a three-year-old at the time. You're yep. suffering, suffering some, some postpartum depression, and work is getting burnt out. You're right there. When did you realize you were like in a point of like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do something. Like what, what hit home? Yeah, I think um, I was at a point in my job where I had my review for the year, and I got a meets expectations. And that was the first time it was, it was the first time it had ever happened to me. I was like, excuse me, I have my kudos folder that everyone tells you to make of all the amazing things I did this year. And it's not enough. I'm, I'm killing myself with my kids. I'm killing myself with my job. And that meets expectations. Are you kidding me? And I was like, well, screw it. I'm not going to put 150% of my time and effort into this. I'm going to do, I feel like I was quiet quitting like two years, three years in advance. It was like, I'm going to invest energy into doing something that brings me joy and it's creative. And that's when I really decided to double down on the time it would, it would require to make content consistently. How much time do you commit to it? Or at the time, let's say. Uh, at the time, it was probably, probably like two hours a day at the time because back then I was really trying to just understand the app and how the content style was different. And that you didn't have time to set up your story or provide context. You had to be able to catch somebody in three seconds. Yeah. And what did that mean? And so it was a lot of time, I mean, scrolling and watching and taking notes. And I had this ridiculous note in my phone at the time of, I must have been, I used to try to organize a hundred sounds and then how people were using it and ideas I had for each of them. And I would practice and practice and practice because at the time I was editing everything in the app. I didn't have any extra editing tools. I had no idea what I was doing. So I was just spending all my free time trying to figure it out and make it work. So that sounds like the potential ADHD side coming out. Oh, a hundred percent hyper fixated on this. And what is this like? Yeah. Every waking moment. Yes. Everything about yes. Yes. My husband would roll over and I'm like under the covers doing this at like two in the morning looking at sounds. But it feels good. Like it, it's the hyperfixation stage, right? Like, so I used to take medicine for it when I was young from like age nine to like 16. And then for some reason I stopped and I never went, and then I joined the Air Force. And it's like, you can't have ADD when you're in the Air Force when you got, right. when you got in. So I was like, no, I don't, I don't have so You're like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And, and this, I never readdressed this, the topic. Um, you know, I'm 32 or whatever. So it's like uh, <laughs> the hyperfixation for sure is. There's a, do you follow Connor Wolf? Yes, I do. He is hysterical. He explains some of those, those tendencies uh, in very good, clear examples. One huge video he had pretty early on about like doing the Rubik's Cube, painting the shoes, figuring out design, like just. When did you figure that out? Like, so anyways, the hyperfixation thing is super real and it doesn't feel like it's extra work. I don't know about for you. Right, because right, because when you're in that mindset, it's just kind of, it feels just like a passion. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if for me, it feels like everything else gets closed off and I don't it doesn't feel like work because I don't think about any of that other stuff. It's just kind of existing separately. Yeah, I I love those stages and I love when the hyperfixation is on something that is productive towards bigger goals that I know I set before my fixation stage. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when they help you accomplish something, that's, that's the goal. And that's, yeah. that's when you feel like you've really unlocked something. Exactly. <laughs> when they can align. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you, 
it was really that meets expectation that at work that was you're like God, i've i have been crushing it and i'm just meeting it why am i doing this you decide to have the creative outlet you do the TikTok, instagram mm -hmm. stuff and start making videos you find people relating to you um and are you still with the same company that you were with when you started TikTok? i'm not okay i'm not i'm in a different role um i after i started TikTok, i was still with that company for about another year. Okay, solid. And and so you're in a new role, and you're now you're crushing TikTok and Instagram secretly, uh, which is about the time. So about the year mark is when you were you at your new company when they found you on Yahoo. No, thankfully that was like right at the tail end of that job. It was maybe it was maybe two months after they found it. I left. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Okay, and then I would love to talk about uh, what was going through your mind. We kind of touched on it a little bit, but what made you? What what was the deciding factor that made you switch from just pandering to corporate skits and that? Because you were mm -hmm. making money with it, mm -hmm. but you were not feeling fulfilled. You were able to recognize that in yourself, which a lot of people cannot cannot even pinpoint that in themselves for whatever they're struggling with. And so, what was the tipping point to like say no to brand deals? Not really like say no, but like by switching your content, you're potentially saying no to brand deals, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I absolutely am. And, and while I think it's opened the door for other partnerships, there are some that I likely have been passed over for because they don't neatly fit within that square anymore. Um, and I feel like my content now is almost a little ADHD in itself because it's like, we've got motherhood and inspiration and work and ADHD itself. But, but at the time, I think, I think what really did it for me is we were about to go on a vacation and we were going to the beach as a family and I had two or three deals that I had really overstretched myself on and I was going to be taking PTO from work. I had some stuff I still needed to finish and then I had these two brand deals that needed to get done while we were at the beach. And I never work with brands that I don't believe in, but at the time I was like, am I really about to spend this vacation time working with these brands for a product that isn't making a meaningful difference in someone's life? Is this content that I would want to watch as a consumer? Maybe, but is it meaningful to me? No. Right. And it was kind of this aha moment for me of like, maybe that's why I'm so tired from this lately. Like, yes, people are like, well, you're doing too much. You're doing content. You're doing your job. You're a mom. That's just too much on your plate. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's it. Like my brain's going all the time anyway. It might as well be working on something. I realized like I'm not creating something I would want to watch because I'm not even resonating with myself. I'm only addressing this one portion of who I am. And I think when I was putting so much energy into that piece of me, I felt like I was kind of abandoning the rest of what makes me me. And I know that I could provide more value than what I was bringing. Yep. <laughs> what you're saying <laughs> resonates so much with me because my I'm still arguably in that pandering stage. <laughs> like, you got you got to do it. You got to you got to break up with your uh, with that one part <laughs> of myself because like dating is a part of my life. Am I yeah. dating right now? No. Uh, do I plan on dating right now? No. Uh, for many reasons. Sure. My content. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right. And at some point you're probably like, golly, like. I love when I get those comments and those DMs of people that share their story and they're like, oh, it's so relatable. I just, I'm going through mediation right now or I'm going through divorce or I just, mm -hmm. you know, I got ghosted and like what you said is helping me like 
at least get my first smile in the, in the first in the past three weeks like because you're making fun of something that happened just to me like just recently and so like, i love that i'm able to bring that to people i really yeah even though it's a stranger it just feels good because I've, I've been that person where someone yeah. on the internet makes me smile and i'm like thanks for that video random person and so for me i still like that part of it but it is just such a small part of my life and don't like it's like the same jokes over and over again i'm Yes. And that it's crazy because you probably are able to tell the same joke over and over again in a slightly different way because the algorithm likes it and you're reaching new people. But you yourself, you're like, I literally told this joke. It's like you're a comedian on a tour and you're like, this is the freaking 15th stop. I'm in the middle of like Nebraska. I'm over it. <laughs> well, corporate is also like, because so when I first started, Corporate humor was one of the pillars I was playing with, right? So I started it as Mortgage Mike. I changed my name like a month. I remember this. Yeah, when you were really leaning in on like the house stuff. You were there for the mortgage stuff? Yeah. Really? Why? I was probably following you before you're following me. I, maybe because we were building a house. I don't know. Maybe. that's. I remember yeah, those videos you did. Yeah. Do you feel like you used, I feel like you used to like be sitting at a desk maybe like talking about mortgage stuff. Maybe I'm, yeah, I think it was that. <laughs> funny. Um... Well, long time. Now I just feel like a creep. <laughs> That's so funny. I haven't made a real estate thing in quite some time. But so like when I first started, all mortgage, all real estate. And then mm -hmm. uh, and then I did some videos that were off topic and they did really well. And I was like, oh, why did that one do well, but not that one? And so I wanted to figure it out. And it became mm -hmm. the fixation of like, how does the algorithm work? How do you get a million view video, blah, blah, blah. And so I started testing like millennial jokes dad jokes corporate humor was one of them because i was following rod and that maybe you at the time i can't remember when exactly but things that were relating to my life i'd make jokes about that stuff and then at one point it was like october of 2021 where i was like after some random doors had opened up some brand deals and like some reality shows had reached out what else can this app do was like the question in my head right and so how do i grow an account and then i started studying that I got to pick a niche. <laughs> like it was like the thing, right? Like, right. Uh, all right. Which ones are forever? And like, which ones do I have more jokes on? Which ones do I like? And I, and I, like, I audited my account and I was like, this is like a lot of dating stuff. That'll last forever. People break up and get, you know, all that. So I just, I, I chose it. I literally chose. Dating. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, not, yeah. Like, not from the, like, I did an audit, like, what was it? 10 months in. I love the analysis behind the choice. It was, so it was, it was between like corporate humor, which I had a few hits on, but it was, I realized it was not as much, but I enjoyed it. So mm -hmm. millennial, cause you know, nineties nostalgic stuff. I, it's so relatable for me. And then like dating, divorce, single dating and divorce, and mm -hmm. then, like, single dad. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily dating and divorce and single dad blend pretty well. Yeah thankful for that. So I'm so glad like when my biggest videos was like me and Ellie <laughs> dancing. Yeah. Yeah. One, I was so glad it was that one. It's like on brand and like, that's just me. And I, yeah, it's like my priority in my life. But at some point is that, was that cathartic for you to create content around these things you've either experienced and can kind of make fun of or, or poke fun at, or is it at times like really exhausting to have to think about that part of your life? I don't mind doing it cause I don't care. Yeah. People, I mean, I care and I am empathetic and I feel <laughs> people, but like deep down, I, I gotta take care of myself and Ellie, you know, yeah. uh, I'm very care. I'm caring, but I don't care. Yeah, totally. 
I'll say whatever. It's the internet. Yeah. So, welcome to the internet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Totally. So I'm luckily I don't get very many hate <laughs> comments at all or troll comments. Do you get any troll comments in yours? No, I think I'm pretty lucky. Um, so I've been friends with Rod and Natalie and Jenna Hushka for, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, almost three years. A lot of us kind of started around the same time and we've always kind of talked with each other about how ridiculous people are. And I think I've gotten lucky somehow that the majority of my comments are very nice. And I think I really found a sweet corner of the internet of people who really just want to learn and find someone that they can see themselves in. Um, when I get hate comments, it really is around people who are really uncomfortable with the idea of a woman being a, a breadwinner and owning her success and kind of talking about it instead of trying to shy away from it or act like it's not a big deal. Um, and so that's when I get, uh, I feel like in a little bit of hot water with some people, but I've, I've been on the lucky side. Now your your delivery is good though, because I've seen I think you replied comments I, I think to some of like some of those similar ones, and your delivery is on point. It's tasteful. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a wink, and it's like my goal is like to insult you without knowing that I have. It's it's well received, I think, or well delivered, and everything. So and so what what now? Your past pandering this thing for brand deals was like maybe the target. Now, what is the target? Is it just creative outlet and it's fun and, and you hear people connecting? What is the target now or what do you enjoy? What I enjoy now is inspiring other moms. And I think that looks different for whomever I'm talking to. I mean, I have some young girls who follow me who are just starting their jobs and just getting married and are really scared to have kids. And I think showing them a realistic example of what that can look like is really important to me because eventually I want to turn my platform into an education platform around, um, you know, rights women have in the office, tips, um, ways to, I don't believe in work-life balance. I think it's like a false myth that someone told a woman like years ago, I don't think it's possible. It's more like integration in some way. And I want to create resources um, that help women work through that and understand what that means for their particular circumstance. And so my goal with my content now is just to reach those people who are in maybe a place that I was in five, six years ago when I felt like I was kind of floundering and I would tell people like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Like that's who I want to talk to. And I get immense joy out of helping women understand that they never have to apologize for being a mom. Yeah. at work ever. Yep. I love that. What is, and so to poke at that more to, uh, invoke activity, if that's the right word. I don't even know. I'm trying to, <laughs> to use some new words here. Uh, what's the next step with that? What do you have to do next to get that ball, keep that ball rolling? Yeah. So I am focused more on trying to create some content that just shows what it looks like to be me. So what does it mean to work for a global company. Um, a lot of times that means multiple work trips a month and how to balance, you know, who's caring for your children and what it means to be on calls with global people at six in the morning and having to work till eight o'clock at night sometimes and the sacrifices involved there. But also what does it mean if I say, screw it, I'm going to go get a massage today because I'm a big girl and I can make my own choices. For me, I think right now what I'm really trying to understand is what kind of content can tell that story in a way that is engaging because 
I don't think I'm like a YouTube long form creator where I could tell my whole day in a life with a vlog. Like it's just, I don't have the attention span to make like a 20 minute long video or watch one. Yeah. Like I admire the people who can do them so much, but so right now I think I'm really in like an exploration and testing phase with my content. And I mean, I see it in the numbers and I, I like to tell myself I'm just confusing the algorithm right now because it's like, I don't really know what she's putting out here. So I'm in a kind of testing phase right now. And similar to what you were doing, early on as I'm seeing what works. Is it day in the life? Is it tips? Is it, you know, funny jokes about what it's like making money as a woman? I'm, I'm kind of testing that out while also exploring other possible platforms, whether it's like a teachable course with downloads that women can leverage. Is it a podcast where I bring guests on to talk about their experience? I'm, I'm in a, I'm in be open to the universe mode right now and try not to deal, try not to worry too much about the views because the brand deals are still coming. So I'm not too worried about that. I feel like Natalie's are the gold standard. I don't know what your thoughts are on ads. Yes. She's so good. So good. (laughs) She's so good. And sometimes I'm like, she even say the name of that? Like how? But I still want to buy it. I I saw there was one today. It was vitamin water was the one today that I saw. And it's like barely in the shots, like down here in the corner. And like, yeah, it's up here once with her hand kind of covering it. I, I think, and it was like, the, the structure of the videos are so perfect to be able to fit any brand. I think today's was like the, the coworker who is trying to pass off work. Oh, so yeah. It's like six examples of what they would do or say while holding the bottle, brand deal done. Like, she's really. iconic. It's, it's yeah. So whenever I see someone's stuff, I always stay on it, watch it, like a comment, like copy the link, like, oh, I love this brand. Like get it, Sarah, you know, like whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just like putting good vibes out and what you put out will come back to you tenfold. So yeah. I, I do the same. I try to support my friends when I see them getting sponsored content because it's like good for them. And it, I, I think what I've also tried to do lately is I'm trying to move from like a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset of seeing like just because that creator is getting multi hundreds of thousands of views this week and mine are sucking and you know dying off after 15k doesn't mean those aren't coming for me good for them right now cheer for them and somebody's going to be cheering for me and it's it'll come back to me at some point yep that whole consistency thing for sure all the all the cliches of growing an account getting views all that stuff i know i love how you you did break it down so my notes section uh, it's, it's very similar in the sense of it. I didn't break it down the way you did. That was, you're more organized than I am. I'm pretty sure. And so it's like, I have a note section of like video ideas where I'll have one line that will like yeah. spark my memory of like, Oh yeah, that's the song and whatever. There's the joke. I didn't organize it. I did what you, you wrote down in your notes, just like on the fly of like, what is it? What are the patterns I'm seeing here? Like, uh, and I, I've gotten less, structured about it. I think at the beginning, it was like confusing about what were likes, what were favorites, how were you saving sounds? So I would try to map it out that way. And now I'm much more similar to you of just random ideas to the point where sometimes I look back at it and I'm like, what was I saying? Where was I going with this? Mm -hmm. Half of a line. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Okay. So to kind of round this out, you know, what advice would you give someone who, who is in a rut, who's feeling down, you know, kind of like the topic of when you were, um, you know, you have that meets expectation review, right? So someone's down in those kind of dumps, whether it's because of relationships, because of their job, or just life, or they don't even know why they're feeling this way. What's, what are some immediate steps you would give them for advice? That's a really great question. Um, I think 
you know, regardless of what your situation is, I think it's ideal to think back to a time when you felt the opposite of where you're at. So when I got a meet expectation review, I tried to think back to what's a time where I felt like I was really crushing it. What, what was I feeling? What was I doing? Who was I surrounded with? And how can I recreate that for myself? If it's more of an environment situation and maybe you lost your job or you're around different people, how can I create my own sense of that feeling? Which for me was creating content that I thought was funny and that was making fun of my experience at work. But for someone else, that might be trying a new hobby, getting out, getting outside, getting away from your phone. Like, I can't tell you how important that is sometimes to reset that spiral is just take a break and you come back so fresh. Um, I need to be better about doing that myself. But I think just trying to change your environment and carving out what, what feeling it is that you want to go after and then mapping out steps for what would that require? Like, I don't feel great about whether it's maybe, I don't feel great about my body right now. What does that require? Sleep, drinking water, exercising, it, yeah. like make yourself an easy to, to do list. And sometimes that first baby step is the most important one. I love that, that you said uh, reset the spiral. I, it's such, sometimes those cliche sayings are like, they're every, they're cliche for a reason. Yes. Like, like my favorite one is remember why you started and it almost feels so cheesy to say it, but like. I go back to it a lot. Like, why, what did I, what am I doing this for? Right. No, it's uh, the reset, the spiral one that way, you know, remember why you started. The one thing I loved you said is like placing yourself in an environment that you knew like was working prior. It's like when I was crushing it over here in January or whatever that looks like, what was I doing? Who was I around? What was I thinking? What was I like? And then compare like auditing, like where am I at today? What's all these questions, the answers to these questions, what are the same answers to those questions back when I was crushing it? Oh, <laughs> this person or like this habit or that's, it's such a easy, well, it's easy to say such a, a practical breakdown of, of how to attack the, the symptoms or the problem. Right. Yeah. Cause I, th I think a lot of times people get into the spiral of like, oh, it's me, right. I'm the issue. And what I've really learned is that you shouldn't have to uh, apologize for yourself or make yourself feel like you need to fit something. I swear for you. I swear to you, if, if content is your goal, there is somebody who is going to pick up what you're putting down no matter what. So just stay true to yourself. It's been so rewarding for me. Yeah, there's, there's an audience for anything on TikTok, on Instagram, on any platform there's someone Truly. to your, I agree with that hundred percent. So thank you so much for this. If people want to get a hold of you or do you have something to sell? Can you push, here's your plug, tell them what Tell them whatever you want to tell them. Yeah. Not, still, still listening. No, <laughs> nothing to sell, only ideas. Please share. If you have a working woman in your life, please send her to me at The Corporate Mama. I would love to help and support her. Love that. Nothing but giving. Miss Sarah, The Corporate Mama. Again, thank you for being on here. Uh, I, I'm excited to see kind of what happens next with your content, with like your mission, and just what unfolds it's my favorite part of life thanks mike appreciate you having me today yep i'll see you later thank you again you bet bye bye thank you for listening to this conversation if you want more content and behind the scenes from this episode join my patreon at the link in the notes if you want to support this podcast and never miss an episode make sure to rate review and subscribe to the show it helps me tons so thank you much now get out there and keep moving forward let's go